Mike, turn your games down. Hi, everybody. Mini episode of Games My Mom Found. I am Mike Elberton, and who's stuck in a kart racer with me tonight? You're going to find the best racer of all time, Adam, from the Down But Not Out Talk Games to Bubblegum. And this is Blair Farrell from comicbookvideogames.com. And you think you had me? You never had me. You never had your cart. <laughs> <laughs> I was not expecting a Fast and Furious reference from the first movie. Uh, when they actually still race cars before they flew cars. You know? Yeah, fair. <laughs> uh, so we are here to talk about a game that I've been meaning to play for, God, over 20 years again? This is a game that I first saw in some random magazine. I don't even remember what what magazine it was or anything. I just know that this was an advertisement, or not an advertisement, but like a preview in this magazine. I've been thinking about this game ever since. Mega Man Battle and Chase, which came out for PlayStation 1 in Europe. Never came to America till later. Developed by Capcom, published by Capcom. Because I didn't even realize it came out here, I think it's what, two, in with the Mega Man X collection for PS2 and GameCube. Yeah. It wasn't until a few years ago I realized it came here. I didn't know this game existed. To be fair, I don't think most people do. <laughs> I was aware of it, and having played it, I now wholly understand why they didn't bother to localize it for here. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's fine. I mean, I want to say the reason why I was so interested in it is I have a weird thing for Quick Man. I really like Quick Man. I don't know why. I don't have any like explanation, but the fact that I knew you could play as Quick Man made me always want to play this game. And that is exactly what I did when I finally got a hold of it is I played as quick man because that's what I wanted to do for over 20 years. And I and don't have a reason why. <laughs> so what characters you play as Blair? I just did stock Mega Man because and that's the thing about this is is I played it Monday and it's even I've almost forgot. I played it Monday. We're recording on a Sunday and I almost forget. Did they show any stats when he picked the racers? Like, because, you know, sometimes in like Mario Kart, it's like these are the lights who are fast but weak against hits these are the medium guys and these are the heavies like i didn't know and even like because the whole conceit of this is like they do pull in some of the mega man-ness where you beat a racer and you get one of their parts but it never really says like here's how this makes you better like does that actually affect your performance or is it just a cosmetic thing so yet there is stat changes to stuff but you can't tell until you're about to join a race what it's going to do. So when choosing your character, <clears throat> it's just a simple, this is your character. Because that's the, I play this on the X collection, which I'm assuming is what everyone else did. No, but yeah, I played it yeah. on PlayStation. Okay, because there's no, because I took out my manual, the manual, and I was like, is there any type of like explanation for this because there's like little blurbs for all the other games but it doesn't really tell you how to play this and i never really researched into it i just went in blind like i didn't even know how the weapon system worked like how you have to like kill enemies to get like your weapons <laughs> yeah it was the same i went in blind and i was like trying to avoid the cones and all the little bots and stuff like that not wondering where the pickup items are and then i realized there's a counter for every time i ran over one it went down but yeah, it like I said, there was no stats. You, you just choose and then you figure it out from there. Yeah, it doesn't really tell. I mean, I guess when you do select the racer, it does. There's a very there's very little explanation of each one. Like Gutsman is powerful off-roader. 
but that's really it. They don't give you like, hey, this is an easier car. This is a higher, you know, a harder car. Like, there's very little information given to you. It's it's it really felt like just pick the one you like. Is how I took it, mm-hmm. even though there is better cars. Yes, I I would try to go with like even when you beat an enemy because you can get different like parts, and I would always try to find something where the description would be like, I think I beat Iceman, and like I got Tread wheels because it said something about it being good traction because one of the things i quickly realized this is that there's no drifting and it's really hard to control your cart like you're essentially just banging into walls left and right there's no drift there's no real control so i was like okay maybe if i get these tires it will be better but up until like the last race and like the quote-unquote i guess adventure mode i never once felt like i was in control which is weird (laughs) <laughs> and I was going to say, and that kind of that kind of goes with the tires as well, because Proto Man, his tires, if you turned really sharp, he would start a drift. So there is no like dedicated drift button, but you could do a drift. But then you had Rolls tires who could go off road and not lose space or speed, but you couldn't drift with them. So this is a real manual game is what I'm hearing. <laughs> like you really have to go in and do your homework before <laughs> it helps because yeah, nothing is really told to you i even tried to look up guides on this just to see what what information there was and i could barely find any walkthroughs that even i mean even said much like and it's a it's very like, strange game like i was avoiding the mets and the cones at first like you were saying too because i'm like well there's stuff in the track i should avoid it not even it, it wasn't until way later i even realized like okay that there's a that's what the counter is for i had no idea what the hell this counter was on the in the top right corner just every so often i get an item and that's the thing about just about Mario Kart, even because I was trying to think of the context of this era. So um, well, there would have been a lot of other kart racers. I mean, PS1 has. Well, well not, and that's what I was trying to think about, because the, I guess the best PS1 or the most well-known PS1 kart racer is Crash Team Racing, which never came out until 99, I believe. Oh, OK, so this was like March 97, at least according to Wikipedia in Japan. So this was before Mario Kart 64. It was before Diddy Kong Racing. So the only real template they had would have been Mario Kart on the Super Nintendo. Which is a better game than this. Yeah, and and it's just you think about the glorious simplicity of that game and how easy it is to understand and for anyone to pick up and play. And then this is like like a kart racer just be this light, breezy type of genre. And I like how they put in like the Mega Man-ness of it where you beat enemies and get their stuff like it made me think of Mega Man Soccer, which is an odd game. <laughs> but at least they had like, okay, there's actual eight robot masters and hey, I beat Needleman, so now I can make him my goalie if I want to. Yeah, I remember that. That I liked the fact that they tried, you know, they included Mega Man stuff that like as you beat racers, you can take different parts of them. And the more you beat them, you can take up to five parts from them. You can beat them five times. I thought that was a cool concept. Oh, I pick your character and then you can customize your character to take other people's engines, wheels. One of my complaints with this game is why is every race five laps? Is that normal in, ra- in racing games? <laughs> I'm used to always like three. It's three. That's, and I know I'm going to be odd man out on this and we'll get into it later. But yeah, that's one of my only drawbacks of this game is the five lap system. I don't know why. Like laps are less than a minute. So like a whole race is five, six minutes max it's not that much time but five laps especially like in the earlier levels when you're always in first place it just kind of seems like a 
all right, this is time. It's like wasting my time. But as the difficulty ramped up, I kind of liked the five lap system just because the, the races were more intense as they went on. I mean, to be fair, when especially when it comes to some of the later stuff, it would take me up to five lap to even get like fourth lap to get into first sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like it would take, I mean, I just felt that slow. Like when they would, I mean, and I was playing as quick man, which you think would be fast, even though he's not, but like, I would start up the engine and, you know, racing. And I was like immediately way behind. It would take about two or three laps where I even start to get in, you know, up front. Was that anyone else's experience too? Yeah. So I was going to ask, is there a way to boost off the starting line? Cause I'm used to like Mario Kart 64 and say Diddy Kong racing, where if you like between the second and third light, yeah, you hit a, or the accelerator. And then like, you'll have like a little burst that will get you going with this. It's like, you're so slow off the starting line. And I, I mean, I, I could, I probably should have done research on this, but like, that's also the problem. This was sold in a collection here in North America with no <laughs> explanation. I feel like there was a way to do it. Um, I always saw the computer just take off, but that could also just be a computer specific uh, thing. Uh, but I tried timing every way. And the best I got was no drifting at the beginning. Like I kind of just took off, but it wasn't a speed boost or anything. I, I did try holding it down from the beginning, like you, and he didn't do a spin out, but he did not move. I was like, yeah, don't do that. <laughs> it was just a very weird system, and like, oh, for like for North Americans, I mean, this game came out on we were saying before the Mega Man X collection, but you also had to beat Mega Man X one, two, and three to even unlock this game on the collection, which seems like we really don't want people to play this game that we put on here. Like, it's kind of a it's kind of a weird requirement. Like, I mean. I was used to like the Sonic Gems collection or Gems Plus, one of those editions. I like, oh, you know, beat the first level of Sonic 3 or, you know, get a Chaos Emerald, like stuff like that to unlock the other game, which makes sense. To have to beat three Mega Man X games to unlock it just seems weird to me. Like that's what they made you do. I mean, kind of, but if you're buying the Mega Man X collection, largely you're, I mean, it, the point is to attract new fans, but like the collection. It's not like a modern compilation where they have a bunch of rewinds and save states to make it friendly. This is Mega Man for better or for worse. So you assume that the people buying it are, you know, kind of drinking the Kool-Aid. So like, I yeah. know when I got this, like to finish Mega Man X 1, 2 and 3, I did it in like an afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> OK, that I cannot without. Well, I mean, I can with save states, but not without save states, so. But that's as I played those games like a million times. Like it's just muscle memory to me now. Like I like X3 on this collection is the PlayStation one version. And I hadn't played that version in a while. So I, I did that the other day without dying. <laughs> Damn, that's pretty good. Yeah, I lost a lot in this game. I mean, this in this racing game, it, it would take me like multiple tries to beat some of these racers. And it's also just a weird selection of, of characters. I I felt too like they they try to do a little variety of the different games, but to me it seemed like a weird list. Like you start off with well you don't start off you can choose from Mega Man, Roll, Proto Man, Bass, Guts Man, Quick Man, Ice Man, Shadow Man, Napalm Man, and Spring Man. So it's just I don't know. I didn't understand like why they chose who they chose exactly, but but that that's irrelevant. But it was just like okay, it's kind of strange to me. I mean, at the time, you, you think of some of like the most recognizable Mega Man characters. And I and I think there you have it. I think that's why they probably chose yeah. them. But it worked. I mean, base would yeah. have been a big deal this time. I know duels in this game as an unlockable character, but only in versus mode and time trial. Duels from Mega Man 8, correct? Or 7? Uh, 8. Okay. 
So yeah, this was this. I didn't look up, but I'm assuming this is around the time that Mega Man Eight must have already just came out. Yeah, it would have been around the tenth anniversary, so it would have been around that time. This is also a game that like I've never heard anybody ever talk about. Even when I went and Googled and was looking up stuff about this game, there's very few reviews on YouTube. Like, it's just a very like forgotten Mega Man game because it's not really a Mega Man game. But <laughs> and I, and again, like I'm trying to think about like racers on the PlayStation at that time. Because when you think about that era of games, like now a game comes out, say like Final Fantasy 16, for example, it's coming out day and date in North America, Europe, and Japan. But in the PlayStation 1 days, like Final Fantasy 8 would come out in like 1998 and it wouldn't get localized till 1999. So you think about this game coming out in 1997 in March, I think is what Wikipedia said. And then Capcom has to make the determination, is it worth bringing out? And then in that year, you have Mario Kart 64, which I don't particularly love, but it sold like crazy. And then later that year, you had Diddy Kong Racing, which is one of the best kart racers ever made. <laughs> so, and and then this, it's it's just so clumsy. Like there, it doesn't feel great to drive the cars. No, it doesn't. Like I was constantly just like trying to turn and like letting off the gas, trying to use the brake, like anything to not just like bang off the scenery. And then the way the kind of terrain is built. So it's kind of feels like Mario Kart for Super Nintendo, but there's some like verticality and I find it I found it really hard to determine what was coming up. And that's just also a problem with say early 3D games, especially on the PlayStation, as people were figuring it out. Like it, it was just so hard to determine, like, because you have the kind of strain that kind of electrifies you. And if you get on it, you're just slowing down, and it's so hard to like get around it and races where there's like holes in the ground like i just had to restart so many as i would just fall in this hole and i was like there's no way i'm gonna catch up so i'm just gonna restart this because it doesn't make any sense to keep going yeah and see that's something i loved about this game <laughs> and because this is where the mega man nature comes in when you're fighting robot masters you need to know the order like all right what weapon's gonna go well with this and that's kind of what this game was doing. It's like, all right, when I beat roll, what am I going to take? Now, granted, you don't know what it's going to do, but I was getting extremely lucky when I got her off-road tires. That didn't slow me down. So then when I went into the quarry where there was nothing but like off-road, I wasn't slowed down at all. And I was just zooming. And that was like really cool. Different tires, different wings help you at certain aspects. And it makes the races easier. So when you go in and you're customizing your cart, it's like, all right, all right, I saw this. This is what I need. All right, let me try this. And I felt, to me, that was just awesome and gave me a lot of replay value because I played a lot of this game in the past three days, just wondering, like, all right, what carts are going to do better against this, this, and this? Yeah, I, I just wish there was something in the game that would kind of inform that because this, again, feels like... And a lot of games like of this era had that where it's you have the manual and it tells you you have to look up these things. But even yeah. like in Diddy Kong Racing, like after a certain points, like you have the genie comes up and says, like, if you let go of the gas just before you hit the boost, you're going to get super fast. Or if you do this at this time, like it has little things in the game itself to help you. And in this, it's like, OK, yeah, I beat this boss. Like, I didn't even think about going back and re-racing people. 
Like I just cleared a race and then got apart and then went on to the next person and just went on through the racers and then went to like the wily stages in quote. Yeah, but it's just weird that there's no stats like just tell you something like, oh, your speed or, you know, little stuff like there's nothing. So there there is. Oh, where? So when you're putting your cart together at the bottom, it'll say list. And this is the only time that you get any information about the part is when you go to list and it'll show you what items that you have collected off of who. When you highlight that item and press X, it'll say something like, you know, uh, Proto Man's wing ha- gives max speed to your car or Quick Man's, it accelerates very fast now, but you lose top speed. And that's the only time in the game where you can see what part does what. That is really not friendly. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know there's a better word for that, but that's just, I can't think of what, that's just stupid. Because I did see the list. I clicked on it and I went, okay, but then it just showed me, it looked like at first just parts that what I had and what I didn't have. So I ignored it and moved on. Like, I actually took everybody's tires because the the walk the one walkthrough I found said, hey, you want to get people's tires, those are the best things to take. I'm like, okay, so I took everyone's tires. So probably not ideal <laughs> yeah uh because there was like uh like oh someone had the iData engine and that engine was amazing like it quick acceleration great top speed and like yeah you just then frankenstein your car with different parts and you end up getting something incredible also like by playing quick man which was not the best decision like almost every every other player in this has a projectile quick man does not he can just has a boost but he has a boost that if you hit a wall or hit anything you spin out while you're boosting <laughs> so he was not ideal for this game because like you were like you were saying you know in the green room Adam like, like you like when you were you beat some races by shooting them and spinning them out spinning them <laughs> out at the last minute and Quick man couldn't spin anybody out because the items in this game aren't really like there's no green shells or red shells. You have like what mines, you have a shield. That was really all I ever saw. You have mines, you have shield, you have essentially what's like a remote bomb. And then you have the uh, oh, what's the best? The thundercloud from Mario. Oh, yeah, that was good. But there wasn't it was just a weird like none of the items stood out. None of them were easy to understand what was happening. It felt like a lot of it was the point was to shoot things and. I was playing the only racer that couldn't shoot. So it was kind of not, you know, it, it wasn't a good idea. And even like, so for Mega Man, like you, it's kind of like the buster. So if you, if you don't shoot, it charges. And you, if you can hit someone with a fully charged shot, they'll spin out, except I think for Wily. But then you're also trying to shoot the, the Metars and the cones. So it's not really that helpful. <laughs> it, well, I can see with Mega Man, like, being able to rapid shoot like some of the items or the enemies on the field. Cause Proto Man, he if fully charged, he shot like a homing attack. But other than that, the only thing he could do was move his shield from the front to the back. So during the race, you could flip your shield over to the back so no one could hit you. It would just like deflect. Oh, and that's then you, cool. Then you could move the shield back to the front, charge up, and do a big, like somewhat homing shot. I mean, that's cooler than Quick Man. I mean, Quick Man could, like, dash to the sides, I guess, but usually it just ended up me hitting a wall and spinning out, so it wasn't very useful, but... Yeah, fair. I also had... I mean, I had... Because I was trying to figure out what to take. I Since I didn't know you could look up that, I ended up taking a bunch of bases stuff. Like, I took bases tires, bases engine, and I used that to beat the game, cause just because I figured he might be better, because he was the last character that I fought before Wily, but I think... I also didn't realize the base is one of the characters you can pick from when the game starts off. So it's like, <laughs> probably no better than anybody else. 
But for me, it felt better because he was like, oh, well, he's like a boss. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was definitely some Frankensteining of parts to yeah. to, ma- to mean, make your cart feel good. I kept facing this. I try, And then each time you beat a racer, they get harder. So when you try to steal more parts, they are way harder to beat. And I was trying to. I beat a couple two times, and I couldn't beat anybody three times. It was, this was a hard game. Or I might have had a bad race or two. I was going to say, and that's, I think that's where the game really shined was the last two or three races with people. When you have more, more carts on the field, more anarchy, like it felt like not a Sunday drive to me anymore. It felt very competitive and that's, oh, I had so much fun with it then. But you're also a fan of racing games, right? Yes. I'm a huge fan of racing games. Okay. As anyone might have noticed by now, we've done 500 episodes on this on this podcast, and this is the first racing game's ever been on this show. So that should kind of tell you my opinion of racing games. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm not I, a fan. I like them as simple as possible. Like I love like kart racers. Like I've never been like a Gran Turismo Forza type of sim racer. Even like the game Driver, I remember the start of it. It's like doing all these like very precise tests. I can never even muster the enthusiasm to get out of those. Well, that was a nightmare anyway. Yeah. Even, even as a driving fan, that was a nightmare. A game it just made bad. It says, I, I remember like when the X Collection came out, I was very excited to try this. I saw this in probably EGM or something of like games that never came to North America. And I was like, oh, finally I got to play this. And then I remember trying it and then immediately saying, oh, yeah, now I know why. But this was never localized because it was already outdated by the time it would have came to North America. But again, like I probably should have done some research about what racing was on the PlayStation around that time, because I don't know if there was much competition in that space. Like I, I know there was like Wipeout, I guess, maybe yeah, Wipeout XL. Di- yeah, it was a different beast in its own. You probably yeah. had Ridge Racer, Gran Turismo. True Ridge Racer. Yes. OK, so there yeah, you yeah. go. Yeah, I'm looking up right now, too, to see what some of like the kart racers were at this time to see what competition it had. But that's not going to be well. But. It's just a strange game. I mean, I just it's kind of go back to what I said earlier. When I first saw this in a magazine, I remember I was interested. I was looking for this game for years because I didn't realize it never came to America. And I remember, you know, every so often I go to a store and I look around and see if I could find it. Oh, nope, didn't see it. Then I, you know, and it wasn't until way later I realized that it never came to America. I mean, I, to go along with Blair said, I understand now why it never got localized. But to me, it was kind of weird. If you're going to put a game in Europe, why not just localize it here too? You already translated it. But, you know, a year, I mean, the, this realizing what year this would have came out in America and the fact that Diddy Kong and Mario Kart 64 are out, that completely makes sense. They're like, yeah, fuck this. This will not do well. It's too outdated yeah, at the time. Like Ridge yeah. Racers and like several wipeouts and like Crash Team Racing was around the corner, too. So it's it's something where it's like Capcom probably looked at like the cost benefit of, OK, well, we can localize these games, which will probably do well, or we can take this one and we have to market it and stuff like that. Because I like I have a feeling like if this actually came out here, it would have been a game that would have been like a late PlayStation release. They would have sold for like twenty dollars because like, look, this is old, but like, oh, it's a Mega Man Kart racing game. And it has less like, again, like the cool ideas that really play up the Mega Man-ness about it. But it's just not I just didn't find it very fun to play. <laughs> No, I, I didn't either. I I mean, I did beat it in a day, which was nice. So that was and I and I didn't mind it. I mean, I was actually like ready to play a little bit more. But at the same time, like, no, I'm just I'm done. Yeah, like, that's how I felt like I I beat the campaign, especially the last race, because 
you know, it, you beat the so many of the racers, and then in traditional Mega Man sense, once you beat the robot masters, which in this game is like you beat them in a race and get first place, you do the Wily stages, and the Wily stages it it requires like the last boss requires so much precision in a game that offers none. Like there's a shortcut that the every character will take, and it's really hard to hit this one turn because it's essentially like two very sharp turns. I actually like one to get in there and then two to get out or something. And if you don't hit that, you automatically lose. I mean, it's so hard to bang into that corner. And I had to restart that damn race so many times. I did beat Wiley because that's the only time I use a save state in this game. I tried to play this game mostly legit, mainly because I couldn't get the save states to work (laughs) until I had to like do some screwing around with my emulator to make it work. But like what finally got me to to do it was I would have like a good I was having good laps up to the fourth lap. And then it was on the final lap every like multiple times. I get to the final lap where I'm take the lead in the fourth lap. And then he just beats me somewhere in the fifth lap. where I fuck up once like spin out once and it's over because I didn't take the shortcut like you did. I I was able to with with quick man. I was able to be lucky enough where I could if I could get into that final part, I could dash and take and take the lead over him because quick man had that dash. I need everybody to replay that level with Proto Man's tires because he can drift. And so like that was super that that turn. Once you hit it, you were able to just drift like right in there. And it it worked so easy. Plus, you could spit him out, too, right? Because you, you said that you shot him to spit him out. So a second. It, it takes three shots. He has a shield. So the first two do nothing. And then I'm only guessing it was a third. I've never been able to recreate it. But yeah, <laughs> it was I mean, we were going, we hit the boost on the the uh, little shortcut. And as we're taking that right turn right to the finish line, I just got enough power, shot him and spun him out. I'm talking inches. Like I thought he had one. <laughs> he was on the line and then I passed. And like I, that was my third try against him because I was using rolls tires and they just I couldn't do anything. I couldn't make the turns. I had no control. But then I was like, all right. Switched some stuff around, did it, and whew, whew, it felt good. <laughs> no, I can see that. I mean, it yeah. took me, God, it took me like probably over 10 tries to finally beat Wiley because I would, I mean, there'd be time where I'm like, yeah, I'm in the fourth lap and I'm, you know, way far behind. I'm like, we're just starting over. <laughs> like, there's no point if I can't. I had to take them around lap four if I had any hope with lap five. And, and see, just hearing all of that where it's, well, if you have this character with this equipment versus this, and when I think about, like all the times I played the the adventure mode in Diddy Kong Racing and I finished it with like Banjo, who's like a, a heavy character and like the mouse Pipsy, who's small and Diddy Kong, who's like the, in the medium range. And I was able to do it <laughs> like, you know, it's to hear all these things. It's like it just seems so convoluted, like it, it adds depth because there isn't a lot here. Like there's only a few modes and so many tracks and like just a, I guess it adds depth, but it also just makes it unnecessary complex for the genre that this is. And I, and I was done. Like I finished it, and I was like, I I don't need to play this anymore. Like I've got <laughs> got credits, and I know there's like multiple endings in air quotes again, but the endings are just like a block of text being like Mega Man did this and start over. <laughs> yeah, it's just the different characters you beat it with each have a block of text essentially. Yeah. I think Proto Man's ending killed me. It's essentially he was like every restaurant he went into, everybody knew who he was and congratulated him on his victory. And I was like, really? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) 
It's just Why is he going weird. into restaurants? He's a robot. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it, it doesn't need to eat. It was, like I said, I at least I got to hear his theme song play. So that was kind of worth it. I mean, this was also made during, during the time when Mega Man was at its height, too. Well, uh, at least, you know, was at a height back then. A little bit? Because, I mean... I mean, they did love Mega Man games on PS1. Yeah, I'm just trying to think... Because the Mega Man Legends ever came out, that was like the big 3D push, which is what everyone wanted back then. I'm just trying to think of like that era because I guess Mega Man 7 was on the PlayStation or sorry, on the Super Nintendo. And that I think was reviewed okay, but it was a little bit long in the tooth. And I guess, yeah, like X1 through and 3. So I guess popular, but not insanely popular. Yeah, but I mean, you had X. Four and five and six on PS One. You'd Mega Man Legends one and two on PS One. Like yeah. you had a decent amount of Mega Man stuff happening. But all that came after this. Oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah, like no. Legends was I guess late '97 in Japan, I believe. Then or early '98 because it wasn't '98 until here. But speaking of like Legends, as I had in our chat that like you know in comparison to say Mario Kart, which would have been the analog. So on the N64. Like the characters in that were were sprites that kind of manipulated their shape for the illusion of 3D. But it's cool with the characters is they have like a base car and then you can add the different parts and it's all it's all polygon. So it, it looks nice. You can kind of tell that this is the tech that would go on to power Mega Man Legends. Like even some of the menus, as I mentioned, like they're just exactly the same. Like even the font is the same. <laughs> Okay, that's that's kind of funny. I didn't realize that because I well, it's been a while since I played Legends, and now I played it once. I mean, the tracks are okay. I mean, the tracks were interesting enough for each of the different racers that you face. The Wily one was annoying as hell, but the rest were fine. I didn't have a problem with them. There wasn't a whole lot of variety to them, but they were fine. Any trying to think anything else we should say about this game that we haven't covered yet? <laughs> There's not a whole lot to this game. Yeah, I mean, it's a I say simple, but it's a simple kart racing game. It's a very it, basic kart racer. Yeah. And I don't know why, but I really liked the the UI where you could always see like this like little cinematic type view going down in the bottom left hand corner. What was and the point of that? I don't know. Just added added a little flair to it. I don't know. I really liked it. I liked seeing like when I detonate mines behind me, like getting like this little like cool cinematic view of just them like flying through the air and stuff, or or seeing what they were doing, or just watching me catch a sick jump two feet off the ground i mean for me i i didn't really watch it i also played this on the steam deck so i had a smaller screen so i didn't pay much attention to the bottom screen well i think mario kart and super nintendo had something like that too if you played single player but wasn't it like god it's been a while since i played mario kart and super nintendo i can't even remember oh that's a good game yeah, it was something like that i think i think or was it only during replay I can't remember. I can't remember. I do. I, I can vaguely remember what Blair saying. Like, I remember it being there, but I can't. I don't think it was there all the time. It wasn't there all the time. Like, this one is there always in the bottom of the screen with the map. The map was fine just to kind of see the, where the other razors are. One of the issues with the map is that you're always number. It always shows you as the red, you know, as a blue number one. But even if you're like ahead of the racer that you're racing, but if you get beat by one of the random racers, like one of the sniper Joes or something, it still counts as a loss. You don't get the part. And I'm thinking to myself, well, I beat the guy that I'm racing, so shouldn't that count? But it did. Because there were a couple times where me and the other racer are in the back and all the sniper Joes and everything are the ones beating us. So I definitely I had those weird. races. Yeah, I definitely had those races. And I was like, well, shouldn't it just count if I beat Springman? Like, shouldn't that be good enough? I had a hard time with Springman for some reason. He was hard to beat. I, don't even, I do not like Springman. I can't even remember what game he's from. Is he from 7 or 8? 
He's from seven. Okay, that's why I don't like him. I don't like seven. I like. I mean, it was funny with Napalm Man, Shadow Man. Like, I'm like, okay. I mean, that was kind of cool to have them in a the game. I would have rather had Snake Man because I I just like Snake Man a lot. I think I think I think Snake Man would have been a good one. He would have had a nice looking cart too. Yeah, and, and Quick Skull, Man makes sense. Skull Man would have been great. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, I wonder why they didn't go as. I wonder who was sitting there thinking, like, what Mega Man, you know, bosses should we use? And someone's like, Spring Man. So Spring, I think Spring Man's tires automatically jump over mines or something like that. Oh. If, I, if I'm right. I did see him jump. I know that. Yeah. He also would knock me out of the way, too, which is annoying. And that's and something that, that I found weird in this game. I thought, like, it just seems like a game that would have, like, a tiny jump. Because that's something that Mario Kart and the Super Nintendo had, but this yeah. one didn't have it. I mean, this is a. It didn't have a lot in this game. <laughs> I mean, you can eventually steal other characters' bodies of their carts. Once you beat them five times, you can then take. I think it's five times. No, four times four for the wing times, engine yeah. tire, yeah, and then and you, you can, can take their body. body. You can switch out the bodies with different after that. But I guess that's the way to complete this game. In quotations, would be to beat each racer four times, which I did not do. I only did it on a few people. I'll probably end up doing it though, just because I I kind of like this game. <laughs> Yeah, it's just a bizarre PS1 game that exists, and I'm happy it does, though. So they're oh, doing absolutely. some on-the-air research. I turned on Mario Kart on, on the NSO, and you can alternate between a view where you can see behind you and another where you just have a vague outline of the track. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, all right. I mean, would that would have been nice. Like, I would have rather had it where just you know I could look behind me and see what's there, not the dumb shit I did have. <laughs> I found that. I so I said in the beginning I was like I, my only drawback was the five out of five laps for a Mega Man game. I feel like the music could have just hit a little bit better. I don't think there was like any kind of like song that really jumped out at me during this game. Yeah, I, if you put a gun to my head right now and told me to and asked to get a theme from Mega Man Battle and Chase, I wouldn't be able to. <laughs> I wouldn't be able to save myself. I played this. I think I even played. I played this mostly mute, but at the same time, like, couldn't you just like put in the theme songs from the games themselves for each boss and just put it there? That would have worked. Yeah, something like that would have been cool. And if you played it on mute, you missed one of the most annoying things, and that was just hearing every other character fire their shots every time they charged up or did their special. Yeah. Okay, I did hear some of that. That's oh. why with <laughs> stuff like that. I'm like, I don't need to hear this game. I just want to play it. At the same time, I don't think I really wanted to play it. I just, I had to play it. I mean, I did, okay, I had some fun, so. But yeah, no, there was some annoying-ass content in this game. The voices were annoying. Yeah. <laughs> it was also annoying because I was quick, man. I couldn't shoot, and everybody else can shoot, and I just can boost. Yeah, I think I have a boost, boost would that... be more helpful. That's what I wanted. I wanted, like, that mushroom, like, that well... zipper to get me ahead, because that was the whole thing. Like, once you got in the front... For most of the races, it was pretty easy to stay there, except for the end or the last level. Yeah. Like, I, I had to restart a few races. I think there was, it might have been Iceman or, or some stage where there was, like, holes and you had to navigate this very thin bridge on, because you would fall off on the left or the right. But for the most part, like, that was the, like, the goal was to just get in front and then stay there. I mean, that's the point of racing. If I can yeah. just say. But in Mario Kart, there's also like the rubber band yeah. of like, okay, I'm in front, but now I'm also the target for the person in the back with like a blue shell or a red shell. Yeah. But in this, it's like once you get there, yeah, like fine. except for the last level, it's it's pretty much just like, you know, just a Sunday drive almost. Yeah, you spend three or four laps trying to get there. And then once but yeah, no, I mean the quick man thing, it was nice that he had a boost. 
It's just the main problem with it was if he hit anything, he spins out when you're in boost. So you had to be very careful. And you had to have a full bar to use it. If you pressed it before he had a full bar, it would just do nothing and lose your bar. So that was kind of like, because I've noticed, you know, I'm watching a playthrough right now where someone playing as Mega Man, like you can just shoot whenever you want. But Quick Man, if you hit that at any other time with it not being full, it just goes empty and nothing happens. So it's kind of like a risk reward, I guess. But I mean, it was nice to boost. It just took me a little while to get the hang of like how to use it because you did not want to spin out. So you even touch a wall when you're boosting, you spin out. Anything spin out when you're boosting with Quick Man. That's kind of. Oh, one random thing that this game had, it had an advertisement for Resident Evil. When you're racing on the track, you'd see billboard signs, and one of them said Resident Evil on it. Well, that amused me. I'm just like, not the great cross promotions. Like, hey, kids playing this like cartoony platformer, do you want to play this like M rated game where like zombies eat people? Yeah, it was. It maybe, I mean, I was also playing the PAL PS1 version of this, I didn't play the X version. It was like one or two tracks that I played that did have Resident Evil somewhere on the signs in, in the background to like advertise, I guess, on the lap type of thing. But yeah, you are right. That is kind of strange. Why, why would you show a, a violent game for a kid game? That just means Resident Evil and Mega Man exist in the same universe. Well, yeah. Resident Evil 43 is in Mega Man Legends 2 <laughs> or 42. I can't remember. It's 43 or 42. And it's on a cartridge, I believe. Hey, they're predicting the future. We're going to go back to cartridges someday. Even though we'll be, if we even get that far, we'll be digital only. At that well, at that point, or maybe at that point, you just rent the games. You won't even be allowed to own them in any shape or form. Don't, don't, don't put that out there. Don't put that out there. <laughs> don't That's where we're headed. <laughs> you want to play this game here? <laughs> Give me your credit card account, and we'll charge you accordingly. How we feel? Yeah, and I. Oh, there's also like some of the other drivers that you do face, like Yellow Cyclops. Yellow Cyclops, the Yellow Devil. He's in there. And the random, just other people that drive cars. So. Oh, and one thing I, I want to point out is during the loading screen, when you have the two little racers, you can tap A, and then the other guy goes faster, like the green guy. Oh, uh, I don't know why I realized it by accident, and I, then every time I just press A a whole bunch to watch him go ahead of the Met, because I thought it was amusing me. That's something that Bandai Namco ended up copywriting, was mini games for loading screens. Yeah. But, I mean, now we don't have loading screens really anymore. But <laughs> it, You just uh, have cave crevices that you have to sidle through. Yeah. But I, I loved loading games. All right. Any last things you want to say about this game before we go on to Shelf Stacker Box? I got nothing. Okay. All right. We'll go to Shelf Stacker Box and I'll go first. I'm going to put this in the stack. I had fun, but I don't need to play this again. I'm glad I finally got to play this game that I saw in a magazine ad and been thinking about for over 20 years. So cross that off my list. But yeah, it's 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 okay. It's a game. It exists. I played it. I beat it. That's good enough. Going to the stack because I did have some fun. What about you, Blair? Oh, this is going in the box. Um, <laughs> I think it has some interesting ideas, but like I kind of use the example of Batman and Robin on the PlayStation one, which I think is it punches above its weight. But just because it's has good ideas, if they're not implemented well, then it's not fun. And in the pantheon of racers around this time, like Mario Kart's better. Diddy Kong Racing is one of my favorite games of all time. And I love Mega Man. And I really wanted to love this, but like I played this for the show. I, I played it when I got the X collection as a curiosity was like, this isn't very good. And then never played it again until this week where I did it for the show. And I'm just like, I finished the Grand Prix with Mega Man and I feel no incentive to go back and do it with anyone else. <laughs> that is fair. And what about you, Adam? Oh, this is going on the stack. It is. I had a lot of fun with it. And and I get what Blair's saying. Like when you look at the 
kart racers that were coming out at the time. Like, you know, there were definitely better ones. But I liked how this kind of stuck to a Mega Man theme. And it just, it, it was themed right. It was poorly executed, but it was themed right. Um, I had a lot of fun. Um, I'm going to go through, I'm going to be, I'm going to complete Grand Prix. I'm going to take all the parts. And yeah, it, it, it's, you know, it tried something. It didn't work out well, but we have to give them like it tried. And I don't think I've seen another kart racer kind of like that since then. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, I can't think of any kart racers where you take people's parts and you beat them. But and yeah, I don't play very many, so. I want to say there was one for the 360, and I could be completely wrong, but I think it was called Blur, and I think you could get parts, but I think it... I remember Blur. What, I don't think it was you stealing them parts. I think you just got parts, and you could upgrade your car, but... Yeah, Blur, I I, I forget that Blur is essentially a cart razor, because it looks realistic. Mm-hmm. I have it, actually, to the left of me, a copy <laughs> of it, but I forget about that game. Yeah, it was like Blur and Split Second, and they came in around the same time, and they were yeah. just underappreciated and then led to the closure of the respective studios that made them, I believe. I I know yeah, no, was a bizarre seconds. Definitely went out of business. I forget who did split second. I would kill for a split second too. I never did play that game. I, I remember I was interested in because I like racing games that have, you know, gimmicks like that that make me interested, but I just never racing racing is not my genre of games. Never has been. I still play split second. Like I have it on my Series X downloaded. And I will pop it in and play. I love that game. One day I got to play it. Eh, who knows? All right. And if you enjoyed this episode, there are other Mega Man episodes we have done. We've covered a bunch of Mega Man. You can find everything that we do on Podbean. Just search Mega Man and you'll see what comes up. And Adam, where we find you at? Right now, like I said, the down but not out top <laughs> games chew bubble gum. Long story short, you have two of the three of us that work in the restaurant industry. And it's just a, it's a beast. I'll say that. That is true. And Blair, where can people find you at? Uh, you can find me at comicbookvideogames.com. At the time of this recording, I just published a re-review of Gotham Knights, a game that I did not like when it came out, but I kind of am warming up to. And I also got an advanced look at a great documentary you consider uh, supporting called FPS First Person Shooter by uh, produced, written, and directed by an author named David Craddock, who does a lot of great video game history stuff. And it's this really great four and a half hour documentary about like the history of first person games that goes back to like the seventies and eighties and then into the rise of it and halo and stuff like that. And depending on when this comes out, cause I'm being a little bit coy on it. I also have another pretty major interview coming out towards the end of July. So keep an eye out for that too. I can't even remember when this is supposed to come out. So we'll just leave it that way. <laughs> but I can say I, it comes out in August, but yeah, we'll just leave it that way. But all right. And if you want to support the show, we do have a Patreon. You'll see a link in the show notes for Lil's Dog. You can vote. We have Patreon polls every month, so definitely go help support the show that way. We have a Discord where you can join. You'll see a link in the show notes also for that. And you want to give a shout-out to my awesome intro and outro courtesy of Helena at Hell Hasfree. You can follow her on TikTok. And want to give a shout-out to my buddy Bill Tucker, who started his own podcast, The Gamer Looks at 40. Definitely go check him out also. And please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and on YouTube. I think that's everything I need to say, so we will see you guys all next time. Bye, everybody. See ya. Bye.